0: section 104 of canada south america central america mexico and the west indies this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the world's story volume eleven canada south america central america mexico and the west indies edited by eva march tappan section one hundred and four how the aztec king passed his time early part of the sixteenth century by hubert howe bancroft the number of attendants attached to the royal houses was very great every day from sunrise until sunset the antechambers of montezuma's residence in the capital were thronged with nobles who discussed in low tones the topics of the day for it was considered disrespectful to speak loudly within the walls of the palace they took their meals from the dishes provided for the royal table as did after them their own servants of whom each one was entitled to a certain number according to his rank these retainers filled several of the outer courts during the day numbering in all some two or three thousand the king took his meals alone in one of the largest halls of the palace in cold weather a fire was kindled of charcoal made of the bark of trees which emitted no smoke but gave forth a delicious perfume and to protect him from the heat a screen ornamented with gold and carved with figures of idols was placed between his person and the fire he was seated on a low leathern cushion covered with soft skins and his table which was of a similar description though larger and higher was covered with white cloths of the finest texture the dinner service was of the finest wares of cholulu and many of the goblets were of gold and silver or of beautiful shells the viands included all descriptions of fish flesh and fowl that could be procured in the empire or imported from beyond it relays of courtiers were employed in bringing delicacies from afar and it is said that the royal table was every day supplied with fish brought from the sea coast more than fifty leagues distant there were skilful cooks among the aztecs and in preparing the royal banquets there was almost as much variety in the cooking as in the materials used meats fish and poultry roasted stewed and boiled were served up in every style and among them were many curious messes such as frog spawn and stewed ants seasoned with chili but strangest of all the compounds that made up the royal cart was one highly seasoned dish so carefully prepared that its principal ingredient was completely disguised that ingredient being human flesh bread of many varieties all more or less resembling the modern tortilla or unleavened cake of maize and tamales of various descriptions the tamale being a compound of meat vegetables herbs and lard coated with maize dough and wrapped in a corn husk formed a portion of each repast as to the quantities of food prepared for these meals authorities differ but it must have been enormous for the lowest estimate places the number of dishes at three hundred and the highest at three thousand they were brought into the hall by pages of noble birth who placed their burdens upon the matted floor, and retired noiselessly. The monarch then pointed out the viands of which he desired to partake, or left the selection to his steward, who alone was privileged to place them upon his table. Everything being in readiness, a number of beautiful women entered, bearing water in round vessels in which the king might wash his hands, and towels wherewith to dry them at the same time two other women brought him small loaves of bread made of the finest maize flour beaten up with eggs this done a wooden screen carved in gilt was placed before him that none might see him eat except the five or six aged lords who on these occasions stood in the presence of royalty barefooted and with bowed heads to these as a special mark of favour the monarch occasionally sent a choice morsel from his own plate during his meal the king sometimes amused himself with watching the performances of his jugglers and tumblers and at other times there was dancing accompanied with singing and music there were always present dwarfs and professional jesters who were allowed to speak a liberty denied to all others under penalty of death and as one of the privileges of their calling to tell sharp truths in guise of jests the more solid food was followed by pastry sweet beets and a variety of fruits the only beverage served at the meal was chocolate which was taken with a spoon finely wrought of gold or shell from a goblet of the same material his repast concluded the king again washed his hands in water brought to him as before and then after inhaling from a gilt and painted pipe the smoke of a mixture of liquid amber and tobacco he took his siesta the after-dinner hours montezuma devoted to affairs of state giving audience to foreign ambassadors to deputations from various portions of his empire and to such of his lords and nobles as had business to transact with him before entering the presence chamber all except those of royal blood were required to leave their sandals at the door to cover their rich dresses with a large coarse mantle and to approach the monarch barefooted and with downcast eyes for the subject who should dare to look the sovereign in the face was surely put to death the king usually made answer through his secretaries or when he deigned to reply directly spoke in a tone of voice almost inaudible nevertheless he listened attentively to all that was said to him and encouraged those who from diffidence or embarrassment found difficulty in speaking each one when dismissed retiring with his face toward the royal throne The business of the day thus concluded the monarch again gave himself up to pleasure passing his time in familiar badinage with his jesters in listening to ballad singers who sang of war and the glorious deeds of his ancestors or in watching the feats of strength and sleight of hand of his acrobats and jugglers thrice each day he changed his dress and a garment once worn was never used again the aztec monarchs seldom appeared in state among their people though we are told that they would sometimes go forth in disguise to see that none of the religious ceremonies were omitted to ascertain whether the laws were observed and probably to learn the true state of public opinion with regard to themselves when they did appear however the parade was in keeping with their other observances on these occasions the king was seated in a magnificent litter covered with a canopy of featherwork adorned with gold and precious stones and borne on the shoulders of four noblemen he was attended by a vast multitude of courtiers who walked in silence and with downcast eyes the procession being headed by an official carrying three wands whose duty it was to give warning of his approach in addition to the host of retainers already mentioned there were innumerable servants and officials attached to the royal household such as butlers stewards and cooks treasurers secretaries scribes military officers superintendents of the royal granaries and arsenals and those employed under them numbers of artisans were constantly engaged in repairing old buildings and erecting new ones and a small army of jewelers and workers in precious metals was maintained permanently at the palace for the purpose of supplying the king and court with their costly ornaments the enormous expense of supporting the monarch's household was defrayed by the people who were sorely oppressed by over-taxation The entire management was entrusted to a head steward who with the help of his secretaries kept minute hieroglyphic records of the royal revenue and it is said that at the time of the conquest one of the palace apartments was filled with these records end of section 104 this recording is in the public domain